Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate all the support. If you're not following the podcast, please do so. If you're not subscribed, please do so. Um, do share the podcast as well and uh, drop me a line. My Instagram handle is RegisM36. Let me know which episodes are speaking to you the most. Today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about being in an organization, working for a company, medium or large company. I want to talk a little bit about, I guess you'd call it corporate politics, right? I guess you'd call it survival in the corporate environment. What do you need to do to survive? What do you need to do to thrive in a corporate environment? Are you supposed to be docile? Are you supposed to be aggressive? Are you supposed to be outspoken? What exactly works? Where is the sweet spot? I thought we'd take some time to talk about that today because sometimes hard work is not enough if you're in a corporate environment. Or at least that's what we're told. That is, it's not enough. Do you get along? Are you liked? What does a corporation or the organization deem commitment to be? Is it about going to happy hour with the boys and girls after work? Is it about playing golf with the guys and girls that play golf? What exactly is it about? Well, what exactly is fitting in? How do you fit in? Is that a challenge for you? Or is it something that's easy, that just comes naturally? That's a question for today. And the bigger question is that, do you have to fit in? Or do you think one can survive standing on one's island? Living in a bubble, so to speak. You go to work every day, you work as hard as you can, you contribute as much as you can, you do the very best job you can, and hope for the best, and hope that you're going to succeed, hope that you're going to survive in the company, hope that you're going to rise through the ranks in the company. What I've found over time is in big companies, that's not enough. In large organizations, that's not enough because they look at more than just your work. Listen, I've known people who have gotten jobs or promotions just because they've got a good golf game. Oh, he'll be the right person to take to the next golf tournament. I want Charlie on my team. He, he, he's a great golfer. And he gets a promotion or he gets a job simply because he plays golf well. So this myth that everything is just about your production is exactly that. It's a myth. You need to have the total package if you want to call it that, the total corporate package, if you want to call it that. I mean, you can argue it both ways, but I'll tell you that if you can get along with more people in your corporation, you are deemed to be more approachable, aren't you? You are deemed to be somebody who they're comfortable with sending to any, any of their customers. You can have a, re a relationship, you can have a, a conversation with the CEO and that will go well. You can have a conversation with the janitor and that will go well because you've been in that environment. They've seen you in that environment. They know how you react and how you act. You know, I had a story once and, and they said this, uh, I can't remember who it was actually, one of these prominent people who own a large organization, they said they were looking for for a, for a junior manager and there were two people left on the roster 
and he took them both. He took them both to lunch. And after lunch, he says, thank you very much. John, I'm afraid you didn't get the position. Bob, we'll see you tomorrow at the office, eight o'clock sharp. And John said, wait a minute. I understand that you're not giving, you know, giving me the job. You're not offering me the job. But help me understand what it is about the work that we're going to do that made you choose Bob over me. And he said, it's got nothing to do with that. The manner in which you conducted yourself and treated the wait, uh, wait staff is what helped me decide on who the right candidate is. So what this gentleman was saying is that the way you treat, pe the way you treat people is a hell of more important than you being able to solve the particular problem that they have or being able to carry out the duties that they have for you. Because the duties that they have for you, they can probably teach you. But what you cannot be taught is good manners. What you cannot be taught is caring for other people. What you cannot be taught is good character. What you cannot be taught is seeing other people as human beings, no matter what their level in society is. Treating the janitor with respect. Treating the CEO with an equal amount of respect. That's what makes a good individual. That what's, that's, that, that, that's exactly what makes a good person. So, yes, in a corporation, it's not just about how well you're doing your job. You can have the numbers that are shooting through the roof, but you've got no personality. You cannot be around other people. You're not friendly to anybody. Or you can be the exact opposite, that you think you're too good for everybody else. You look down on everybody else and, you know, you've got no respect. That, too, can push you out of the corporate circle because they're looking for the complete package. They're looking for somebody who is going to grow with the organization. They are looking for somebody who they can give more responsibility to. They are looking for somebody who they can uh, uh, have, who can grow a team around them. They are looking for somebody who is going to be in charge of many people. So if you're in charge of a huge amount of people and you've got everything from the janitor who's taking care of, of the facilities all the way up to... Um, a director who's got his own division to run, and you are on the top, do you think it matters how you treat the janitor? Do you think it matters how you treat the junior managers? Absolutely does. 100% it does. Because how you treat that guy at the bottom creates the culture in which the company on which the organization or the division or whatever it is you're in charge of is run. Good morning, Ms. Soreso. Good morning, Mr. Soreso. How are you doing today? I'm great. That goes a long way. Do I want to work for a company that the guy in charge knows my name maybe? Or even if he doesn't know my name, he at least greets me when he sees me in, in the hallway. He at least acknowledges me. Is that the company I want to work for? Or do I want to work for a company that the guy on the top just looks through me like I'm not there? We have seen this in the past. I'm sure you've, you've watched movies. You've seen, you've seen how 
certain people become invisible to a certain class of people. If you've watched old uh, old movies, you know, that are set in the 1800s and thereabouts, the, the staff was invisible. I mean, these people were there just to, to, to wait on them. They would t- say all kinds of things around these people that in some cases they shouldn't be. But to them, they were not only invisible, but they were supposed to be deaf as well. Is that the kind of organization that you want to run? Because I promise you, if you run an organization, a division, or a company with some care, with some love, it will prosper. It will do a whole lot better than somebody who does not take into account the existence of other people. Another story that I heard some time ago says this lady always used to walk, every time, every time she walks in, Hey, Mr. So-and-so. Hey, Mr. Johnson. How you doing this morning? Oh, great, great. How's everything going? Have a great, have a great day. Hey, Mr. Johnson. How you doing this morning? Blah, 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 blah. Have a great day. And she did the same thing when she saw him at, at, at night when she left. She did this for years. Mr. Johnson happened to be the janitor. And she took the time to know this guy's name. So one day something happens. And uh, Mr. Johnson remembers seeing this lady walking in the office, but didn't see her walking out. So he's, he's worried. He says, oh, I haven't seen uh, Mrs. So-and-so today. I wonder what happened. You know, There's only one ex- exit out of this place. Nobody uses the back exit. Let me go and check. Lo and behold, this guy goes and checks. Uh, 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 Mrs. Johnson goes and checks in this young lady's office. It was after hours. Everybody had left. And there she is, lying there. She, is a, she had had a, a, a mild heart attack. Couldn't get to the phone. But you know what saved her life? It's just being nice to Mr. Johnson. It's just being human to Mr. Johnson. That's what saved her life. If nobody had gone up, they should have died. But this guy just went up there to check on her. I wonder whether she's okay. I haven't seen her today. So not only does it work for the corporate politics, but it's just a humane thing to do. Everybody wants to feel like they matter in the organization. Everybody. No matter what level they are. So it is your responsibility as a leader, or not even as a leader, it's your responsibility as a part as part of that team to make sure that everybody feels comfortable around you. Everybody knows that you know that they exist and you appreciate them. And if it means every so often going out to celebrate Bob's birthday at the local uh, pub, go there and have a glass of water if you don't drink. Go there and have half a beer if you, if, if you drink. Celebrate Bob's birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. Rub shoulders with everybody else. Don't put yourself in this little bubble where you're better than everybody else. You don't do that or you don't do this. Hell, what do you mean? We, we, we do the same job, but you're too good to go to ABC bar or ABC club. Why? There are so many little things in life that makes a difference, a huge difference to your life, to anybody's life. 
Somebody once said that life is not made of these huge, big decisions or big things that happen in your life. Life is made of little things. It's the little things that happen every day that make us who we are or that change how we look at the world and how we see things. So in the same regard, it's the little things that you do for people and for other people that makes you who you are. It's when you take the time to do something that you'd rather not be doing for somebody else that you show that you're selfless, that you just don't think about yourself, that you're not so self-consumed. So being friendly, getting along with other people, and being part of the team will help you in the long run. Numbers are good. Doing your job well is good. But sometimes a little bit more than that is needed. Sometimes just a personal touch is needed. That guy is great to have around. He's always smiling. He's always happy. He walks into a room and everybody's laughing. He's cracking jokes. Everybody loves him. He might not be the best at what he does, but the environment that he creates fosters good energy. And the good energy turns into be a productive workplace. So those people are needed in society. Those people are needed in every job. So be mindful of the fact that, hey, I'm not in a vacuum. Let me spend some time with my team. Let me get to know my team because that's important. It's the understanding that humans, all humans, are yearning for human contact. All humans are yearning for human contact. All humans are yearning to be recognized, to be seen amongst the crowd, to be appreciated. That's what we all want. Have you ever met a stranger who asks you for your name and then repeats it to you during the conversation two, three, four times? This is something that salespeople use all the time. But what does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? What does it make you feel? It makes you feel good. Everybody wants to hear their name, especially if you've got one of those complicated names or complicated last names. Everybody wants to hear that. And the fact that somebody is making the effort to, un to, to understand and to know how it's pronounced and say it and tries to say it is an, is an amazing feeling. So being able to see that and recognize it and use it to your advantage is a big thing. So yes, small things matter. Yes, everybody wants to be recognized. Because we, 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 we are all the same. You know, you can be in an environment where you meet somebody for the first time and you're discussing business and nothing is clicking. You know what I mean? You're just not on the same sheet of music. Nothing is really going the way that you want it to go. And then you happen to stumble into something, right? Maybe it's, I don't know, your daughter uh, uh, does ballet something or your daughter just does gymnastics or your son plays lacrosse whatever it is right you stumble into that and and it's, and and he immediately lights up like a thousand candles immediately oh my god my son plays lacrosse too where does he play oh you know uh, uh across a across a highway from what's and what's place oh really we played that club last year they the living you know what out of us really so that environment that stagnant water environment that that stiff environment that you are in before 
is immediately gone. You are talking about lacrosse, you are talking about your kids playing lacrosse and the teams that are playing lacrosse, the colleges that have got scholarships for lacrosse. You are, it's this whole conversation on lacrosse and that creates a foundation for now for you to, after talking about all that, you can now go back to what you wanted to talk about, which is business. And now there's a foundation, now you have a relationship. You're no longer two people just talking about business anymore. Or you're no longer two, two people talking about this or that, but you're now two lacrosse enthusiasts talking about business. Business is now secondary. Because lacrosse is the one that's created the foundation and that's, that's really what you're talking about. Business is side. It's a side thing. And you're going to find that, that your, 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 your progress and your success on the business front is almost guaranteed. Because now we're just lacrosse buddies. This is a small thing. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Let's do this, that, that, and that. By the way, when is the next tournament? It's about, you know, three weeks from now. We should, we should make it a point to, to, to get together after, after the games or something. Let's meet out there. Oh, absolutely. What do you have now? You've got a friend. You've got a colleague. As opposed to the guy that wouldn't talk to you earlier on, you were not making any ground earlier on when you were talking about business. Right? So whenever somebody tells you that uh, small talk doesn't matter, whenever somebody tells you that bonding with your team doesn't matter or bonding with the people that you work with doesn't matter, they've got no clue what they're talking about. Because it's from those bonds that are created sometimes outside work that make your work environment much, much easier, much, much happier, much, much more comfortable. Believe me, if you spend four hours driving around in a golf cart with somebody and then you go back to work on Monday with that same person, your, your relationship has completely changed because you spent four hours talking to this guy. You know a little bit about this guy. No matter how hostile the environment might have been before, it's not anymore. No matter how good the environment was before, it's better now. So when you get into this Unless you're a one-man band, when you get into these big companies where you're working with some people, take some time to know these people. Take some time to understand the culture of the business. Take some time to understand what they do as a company. Don't be one of those, oh, I don't do that. Oh, no. What? Meet after work? For what? I'm not interested. I see you enough, enough hours as it is. I mean, I spend eight, hour, eight, ten hours with you a day. Why the hell would I want to spend another one hour with you? Well, you know what? There's a promotion coming, and you and John are tied. You're at a 10. John is at a 10. John might even be at a 9.5, and you're at a 10. But John turns out to be this, the greatest joke teller in the world. You know, he can tell jokes like there's no tomorrow. He can play darts like there's no tomorrow. He can play pool like there's no tomorrow. He can play golf like there's no tomorrow. And you, on the other hand, you went home because you couldn't be bothered. And then when John is picked, oh, he was, he was a 10 just like me. Why is he picked over me? Oh, he was a nine and a half and now he's a 10. Why is he picked over me? Because he's got personality. That's why he was picked over you. There's a future in John. Who doesn't want somebody who's going to break the ice in a tough environment? 
Who doesn't want that? Everybody wants a guy who can make people laugh. Everybody wants a guy who can make a room smile. But how are they going to know that? If you spend all your time in your cubicle, you spend all your time in your office, and then after work, at 5 o'clock, you head home. You're not interested in any of the things that the company does. Remember, these things were created before you got there. These norms were created before you got there. This culture was created before you got there. So what does it hurt? Does it hurt you any to let in a, a couple of people into your world to help them know you a little bit better, to help them understand you a little bit better? Let's say you're one of those socially awkward people, right? You don't really like being around crowds and you don't really like this, you don't really like that. And then you make a few of those outings. They're going to soon find out that's where you are. And you're saying to yourself, what benefit is that to me? What is that done for me? It has just shown them that I'm socially awkward. Yes, it has. But you know what? Now they understand it. They don't think it's a workload that's making you socially awkward. They don't think it's, it's the office that's making you socially awkward, right? You just, that's just the way you are. So am I going to accept you a little bit better, a little bit easier now that I understand you a little bit more? Of course I am. Maybe you're just quiet. You're one of those people that hardly talks. I don't know. Maybe you, you, you grew up in some, uh, some uh, 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 what do you call those things? Tibetan, uh, uh, uh. you grew up with some Tibetan monks who want to vow silence. <laughs> who knows? Maybe that's the way you grew up. But nobody knows this. But you go out, you start having a couple of drinks. Oh, yeah, I grew up in Tibet, you know. My, 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 I was given to these monks to live with and uh, they want to vow silence for 10 years or whatever long it was. So that's how I grew up. We just did things and we didn't talk very much. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So now when I go to the office and I see you quiet, do you think I'm going to be a little bit more understanding? Of course I'm going to be a little more understanding. I'm just, you know, I'm just using that Tibetan thing as, as a joke, by the way. I mean, I, I don't know whether those things exist or not. I'm, I'm just using it to illustrate my point. And the point I'm making is that I'm going to understand you better. I'm going to accept you better. So be open. Be open. Understand that in order for you to get along, to succeed, to thrive, you need to be understood. And part of being understood is helping people get to know you. Don't be a closed book. 